Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, hey, Waffle Gang, I do hope you're well. My name is Mark, and today we're checking out some more relationship stories. And if you do love a Reddit story, why not consider hitting that like, subscribe, maybe that notification bell too. Let's crack on with today's first story, which comes from Downtown Parsley164 and says, I, 20 female, found my boyfriend, 19 male, wearing my clothes. I caught my boyfriend wearing my clothes and I don't know what to do. Some context, me and my boyfriend have been dating for three years. He's the love of my life and I wouldn't want to spend my time with anyone else. I met my boyfriend when we were both in high school was both of our first relationships so we were quite nervous about dating we both left the same year i was 18 and graduating and him 17 and dropping out i encouraged him to stay but he decided against it and started working construction for his father as fast as he could he's always been quite masculine buzz cut mustache and refusal to do any anything feminine at first i thought he was put on an act but after meeting his hardcore english dad i realized he was being honest over the years, I've tried to show him that gender roles really don't matter that much and has succeeded to some degree, but he was still quite stereotypically masculine. I work at a bakery and some of our staff quit, so I've been working a lot recently. At first, it did cause some fights, but that was mainly because we worked opposite shifts. If almost months, we rarely saw each other, but we realized that nothing could be done, so we compromised by FaceTiming and calling each other anytime we could. On Friday, I was working and it was his day off. Halfway into my shift, my boss offered to take over so I could get some rest. Usually I would decline, but I was so exhausted, I decided to take her up on the offer and just go home. When I was driving home, I tried to call him three times, but he didn't answer. This worried me a little, but I just decided to ignore it. Usually when I get home, I call him and he runs up and kisses me. It's a silly tradition, but we like it but I wanted to surprise him, so I kept it quiet. I crept around our apartment looking for him, and I realized he was in our room. I slowly walked over to our room, and when I opened it, I saw him standing in front of our mirror, wearing one of my sundresses. I was surprised at first, and a little confused. I'd never shown an interest in females' clothing until now, so I was just shocked. After a couple of seconds, he turned around and saw me, and his face could only be described as sheer terror. I thought he'd overreact and try to explain himself, but I saw his breathing quicken and he started crying. I quickly ran over to him, but he backed away and just slid against the wall onto the floor. In the four years I've known him, he's never cried before. I was at his mother's funeral with him and not once did he cry. As he was on the floor, I tried comforting him, but he stopped me every time. And after a couple of minutes, I left the room to give him some space. Almost an hour later, he came out of the room, now wearing his own clothes. He had a suitcase with him. I quickly asked why, but he just said he was leaving. I asked and begged him to stay and talk, but he just left. After he left, I tried calling and texting him, but the phone went straight to voicemail. 
which either means it's out of charge or he's blocked me. I called his father, but he just got annoyed and said that my boyfriend is a grown man and to give him space. It's been two days and I've still not heard from him. I think he's staying with his father and for the record, I wouldn't mind if he wore feminine clothes. Should I go to his father's house and confront him? Edit, by confront, I don't mean drive over and yell at him. I just mean go to his father's house and ask to speak to him. Poor choice of words on my front. Now, to me, it sounds like he was raised in, you know, this sort of hyper-masculine environment, enforced gender roles, all this kind of stuff. And I think what I would suggest straight away from the very last thing you said about going around his father's house and asking to speak to him, probably wouldn't do that. It's not going to make him feel very comfortable, especially with his father's presence in it, who you said is sort of like, you know, super masculine, all this sort of stuff. It's probably where your boyfriend's got it from in the first place. And I think seeing as you've said that you're comfortable and you just want to talk to him about it, I think all you've got to say once the sort of shock has worn off a bit is just send him like a text message, let him know that you care about him and you're there to listen, support and not judge him. And, you know, just avoid pushing the subject of him wearing the dress and focus on his well-being and his feelings. He's probably feeling like super anxious, super embarrassed right now. And given the way he reacted, you, of course, it's going to be embarrassing for him. But like he burst into tears, which you've never seen before, slid down the wall. It sounded like it was like traumatic for him, especially given his background and, and the internalized stigmas about gender roles. I think the only way forward is to give him that space and let him know you're there not to judge. Like we said, not to judge. You're there to support and help him with whatever he's going through. But the first comment says, OP, there's a lot of good advice here, but I think one thing that should be reiterated is this. Do not go to the father's house to confront him. This is not a discussion you should have with him when there's the possibility of other people hearing him. This is something he has to come to terms with on his own. And being within proximity to a family member is not going to help at all. Creep and Sheep says, this is a time solution. Don't force it and let him try to work it out on his own. Reality is that it might be the end of the relationship. If he can't come to terms with, you saw a side of him he never wanted shown. Odds are, how he has been raised had him compartmentalize sides of himself that didn't conform to his dad's view of what men are. You caught him during his venting time and that possibly tainted the relationship. You did great in trying to support him, but you're competing with trauma and people with trauma see the world in a skewed way until they learn to accept aspects of themselves. I have years of therapy to show for all my gains and that started with me understanding that my head wasn't on right and I was miserable. I hope it works out. You seem like a wonderful girlfriend and if he opens up, you could be someone incredible to help him work past being the man he was expected to be and become the person they wanted to be. As he says, this sounds like someone who has been raised with incredibly old school sense of masculinity. Look at his dad and how he acted before. Him liking cross-dressing is probably incredibly vulnerable for him and would be horrifically embarrassing to be caught with, without any knowledge. Is he overreacting? Yeah, he's probably embarrassed and horrified. Is the answer here, when you can, have an open and honest discussion with the person you love and try your best to see from their perspective? Also, yes. And one more comment which says, text him these words, I accept you completely just as you are. When you're ready, I'm here. And then wait. Either his self-loathing will rebound on you for accepting something that he clearly judges negatively or he'll realize that he's safe with you and come back. Either way, the battle he's facing is within himself and we can't fight our loved one's demons for them. They'll have to decide to either accept himself or 
to dive more deeply into his denial. So OP posts an update and says, Hi, first off, I wasn't expecting so much attention on how the first post went, so thank you so much for the advice. This is a different account because it won't let me post on my other one. So the people making homophobic, transphobic and offensive comments. Just because someone doesn't conform to your personal view of masculinity doesn't mean they are less of a man. A man could wear heels and a tight red dress and still be a man. Also a little thanks to the people saying not to confront him. Looking back, that would have been terrible for the reasons you will soon learn. The day after posting, my boyfriend came home early in the morning. I was sleeping on the couch because it just felt weird sleeping in our bed without him. He looked a mess, a swollen lip, dirty clothes and he shaved off his mustache. It wasn't a large mustache but he had it for a while so I had grown accustomed to it. I immediately ran over to him and hugged him but he didn't return the hug. I started flooding him with questions. I didn't mention the dress wearing because it wasn't relevant at the time. All he said was, I'm tired, I'm going to sleep and he walked into the bedroom took off his dirty clothes and crawled into bed. At first I was confused and really wanted answers but remembered your comments. So I didn't press for answers. So all I did was crawl in bed beside him and hold him. He quickly started crying again so I comforted him. I can't tell you how long we lay there. It felt like hours. Eventually he stopped crying and said, Can we talk? I was about to say yes but I realized he was still quite dirty so I offered to wash him. Then we could talk. He seemed to really like this idea. After the shower, we both put on comfy pajamas and sat down on the bed. He started off by apologizing for just leaving and blocking my number. He said that he was terrified of what I would say. He just stopped himself from hearing my opinion. He admitted that it was dumb. I asked him about his appearance, his dirty clothes, Bruce's face and his clean-shaven face. He explained after he left he went to his father's, 63 male to stay. His father didn't care but his wife, 30 female, did. Just to show how terrible his father is, he married his new wife six months after my boyfriend's mother died. Despite the wife's protests, my boyfriend slept in the guest room till Sunday, which was yesterday. He shaved while he was there because he was disgusted with his appearance. Quite late at night, his father came in the room and asked why he left and my boyfriend told him the truth. He could never lie to his father. When we were still in high school, I decided to spend the night and do some sinful activities. The morning after his father asked what we were doing, I answered hanging out, but my boyfriend told him we were having sex. He's always been afraid of his father. After revealing he left for wearing my dress, his father, the senior citizen, punched my boyfriend and kicked him out. Still too scared to come home, he spent the night on the street and in the morning came home because he knew he had to face the consequences. I felt bad for him. I grew up with a great dad, so I could only imagine what it would be like to be raised by such a mean old man. My first question was, why did you react so much when I saw you? His answer crushed me. He explained that early into his teenage years, he started to feel like he wasn't entirely a boy. He opened up to his mother about these feelings, and despite not understanding, she supported him. He then talked to his father about it, which resulted in him getting a trip to the emergency room for a broken rib from such an intense beating. He also detailed other abuse he suffered from his father after confiding in him, which made me feel genuinely sick, and I won't be posting online due to privacy and the severity of it. I asked him if he was a boy, and he answered no. I asked him what he was, and he didn't know, but he knew he wanted to start appearing more feminine. When he said that, I saw he was scared and desperate for my answer, so I told him no matter what, I'd always love him. Boyfriend, girlfriend, partner... 
It didn't matter the identity, and I'd always support him. We decided to talk about the rest another time, and we did throughout the week. I had one trans friend and one who was gender non-conforming to talk to him, and afterwards he seemed to have some type of understanding about his identity, but still not all of it. I did show him the post and he said it was fine to keep up and even encouraged me to write an update because he hates it when he reads one and can't find the update. We decided to go low contact with his father. I tried getting him to go no contact but he said despite all of this he still loves him. He's quit his job because his father is his boss and to cover rent he's going to start working in the bakery with me. We've also been trying out using feminine pronouns and she's been really liking it so far. We're going dress shopping next weekend and she can't wait. Thank you to everyone for the advice and kind words. Hope you have a happy rest of the year. But now I'm going to turn this one to you guys. What do you guys make of this situation? How would you deal with it if it was you? Let us know your thoughts down in the comments below and let's move on to another story. And on the I called to check on her since she is due within the next month and asked what the plan for delivery was. I guess I assumed I would be in the room when the baby is being born. She told me due to COVID precautions, she has only allowed one person with her while she is in the hospital and she is going to have her best friend with her and I could meet the baby once she gets home. I got angry and told her it was petty and vindictive to not allow me in the room to witness our child's birth. She snapped back and told me she needs someone who brings her comfort and she can be vulnerable with, and that's not me. Am I the arsehole for calling her petty in this situation? Edit to add, since these have been questioned in the comments, I cheated on her. Yes, some of it was before she was pregnant. She broke it off because she caught me sexting when we were laying in bed one night and then found all the other stuff. We ended on the note we would try to be friends for the baby. We were going to try to go to counseling and see if we could fix things and work it out for the baby, but then she caught me in a lie. Not cheating again, but related to lying trying to minimize her hurt due to what I'd done. And she'd cut me off completely, other than giving me updates after each appointment and inviting me to a 3D ultrasound. It's been entirely her choice to not be friends. 
Her best friend hasn't even been around for her pregnancy since she's been traveling for work. She's only coming back now, help with labor and recovery, then leaving again. Last part of why I feel it's pettiness motivating her choices is because she's using COVID as a reason to keep my family from meeting the baby. She's told me she thinks only parents should meet her until she gets a bit older and wants them to wear masks. But she's still working as a nurse, getting exposed to COVID daily. So how is it really that much of a concern to her? I feel like it's about control over the baby. When you start off a post, basically saying that you're cheating on your partner, it's never going to end well for you. As for seeing the baby being born, it's not a fucking show. It's a medical procedure and she's in a very vulnerable position. She needs someone she can trust to be there. That's obviously not going to be you from your first two fucking lines in the post. Holy shit. And then you thought about coming to Reddit to ask about it. <laughs> oh, dear me. Bacon, egg, and cheese says, lol, you're the asshole. You don't get to watch your baby being born when you cheated on your baby's mother. It has to be insane to think you maintain that privilege. I cannot imagine the mental gymnastics you are going through to actually think your ex is being petty for not choosing you to support her during labor instead of someone who actually gives a shit about her. Infinite Player says, well, you just want to have your cake and fuck it. <laughs> oh, let me start again. Well, you just want to have your cake and fuck it, don't you? What is it about your relationship so far that makes you think you have any entitlement to be in that room? You've proven that you're not to be trusted. You're not interested in being there for her. You're only interested in what you want. And she doesn't need that kind of selfish energy when she's being ripped apart from the inside. By the way, you say it's amicable, but if you cheated on her, there's a good chance she's fucking hates you but is being civil because she's stuck with you in her life now. You're the arsehole. Sent says, you're the arsehole, you absolutely destroyed that relationship by yourself. Of course she doesn't trust you and doesn't want you there. She probably doesn't want anything from you but child support money. Get to work, bud. Should have been loyal and worked on whatever you were upset with her for. Or just been honest and broke it off when you realized you weren't satisfied instead of cheating on her and destroying her faith in you. One more comment from Morning Rosella who says you're the arsehole. I have a two-week-old baby. I can assure you that for women, labor and delivery is a physically demanding experience that leaves you emotionally vulnerable. You need people around you who love and support you. On repeated occasions, you've shown that you don't love and support her. You've shown how selfish and unkind you can be to her, the mother of your child. Instead, you should ask her how you can support her now. Can you offer money towards her delivery costs or items for the baby? Can you hire a doula or a lactation consultant to help her after birth? Ask her what she needs instead of selfishly insisting on what you want. Next post, which was recovered post, and says, My ex and I broke up early in her pregnancy. We remain somewhat amicable. We have a couple of fights about me not being in the delivery room, but have been okay since. She had our baby about four weeks ago and I told her to keep me updated on any hospital bills she might get because I would pay half. I was visiting the baby and my ex brought out the bills. Typical stuff. The baby's pediatrician and her delivery. After insurance, it was going to cost us about $1,000 each. Then she pulled out a bill for an anesthesiologist. And when I asked what was that about, since she didn't have a C-section, she said it was for her epidural during labor. I kind of chuckled and told her she was on her own for that bill which was $900 on its own, almost the cost of everything else. She asked me if I was being serious and I confirmed I wouldn't pay that portion. That was her choice to get an epidural. It wasn't essential to her safely delivering the baby and plenty of women have given birth without one. She told me I was being ridiculous and that 
If you could feel how being in labor felt, you wouldn't be questioning getting pain relief at all. She stayed pretty silent and cold with me until I left. I talked to my mum after the fact and she thinks I'm in the right. <laughs> of course she does. She had, <laughs> she had me and my siblings without anything. I think I might be the asshole though, because when I talked to my sister about it, she said pain relief can make or break your experience. So, am I the asshole for refusing to pay this additional expense? Yes, you asshole. I think this knobhead's just trying to wind me up, but he makes a second update and says, My ex and I have a baby who is almost three months. I come to visit her at my ex's home for three hours at a time, once or twice a week. I've been itching to get a load time with a baby so we can bond better but she breastfeeds only. <laughs> Don't do it, man. Won't take a bottle and won't take formula. I've tried numerous times to get baby to eat the bottle so I can have visits at my place with her, but she just screams. All through her pregnancy, my ex said she might try breastfeeding, but wasn't sure. And COVID got bad again. And because of her job, she's a nurse. She freaked out and wanted baby to have antibodies since she's vaccinated and also had COVID before. Right now, the baby won't smile at me like she does for her mum. In fact, over the last few visits, as soon as I hold her, this instant waterworks. My ex tries to stay out of our way or only come out of her room when the baby is hungry. That doesn't make any difference. Out of frustration, I handed the baby back to my ex and raised my voice a bit, saying basically that our current arrangement isn't working and I want my visits with the baby at my place. My ex asked how that would even work since she won't eat from me. And I said to her, you both know you only breastfeed to keep me from her in the first place. She'll figure it out. Part of the frustration also comes from the fact that none of my family has met my child yet. My ex offered to host them in her home, but my mum is a homebody and won't drive there in addition to, to them living an hour away. My ex started crying after I said that and told me she refuses to let our baby star for my fragile ego and I have to fight her in court, which she was trying to avoid for the sake of the baby. Part of why I think I'm the arsehole is because if the baby truly won't eat from me, she'll be miserable. But everyone in my family reassures me that if she gets hungry enough, she'll eat. And I'm convinced my ex breastfed in the first place to make visitations harder for me. So am I the arsehole? I can only assume that this guy's going for like the negative karma record on Reddit at the moment. But guess what? He made another post saying, am I the arsehole for refusing to pay half of childcare? Oh dear me, this guy. I have an infant child, almost one, that I co-parent with my ex. Went to a mediator rather than the courts to come up with our parenting plan. Our current arrangement is I take her for four hours, three times a week. My ex has her the rest of the time. We went through mediation and I agreed on no child support, but that we would split 50-50 expenses for her. Issue came up when my ex asked for half of her childcare expenses. Her sister watches the baby on nights she works. She's a nurse and works three nights a week. And when she sleeps, I don't always take the baby when my ex is sleeping from working the night before. So for the last month, I guess it came out to $200. I told my ex I wouldn't pay it. She was responsible for paying the childcare when she has the baby. She got upset and told me it was in the parenting plan for 50-50 and that this month was higher because I worked all the days she worked and that it fluctuates based on when I'm able to take the baby. I then got upset and told her that I'd take her for 50-50 and I wanted to know every penny she made. When she spent on my child with receipts, unless she agreed to a set amount in writing for how much I'm actually obligated each month. When I called the mediator and demanded a change on our paperwork, she acted shocked because of all we agreed on previously. So I'm wondering if I'm the arsehole. 
I'm pissed because she's playing games with me and my kid. And he gives us one more little portion of his asshole saga. And he starts off. My ex and I have a toddler together. We haven't been together since before she was born and we split all expenses 50-50. My ex usually buys whatever the baby needs, shows me the item she got and the receipt and I'll send her my portion of it. Most of the clothes are from Target or similar stores. My ex often sends me pictures of her daughter since she has her more. I've noticed since she was born that she got some super cute clothes sometimes and really pretty prints that I've never seen before and weren't part of what we purchased. If I repost the picture to my social media, people always ask where her clothes are from. I asked my ex where they are from and she said she buys some boutique type bamboo clothes that are like $40 an outfit. I asked her why the baby never comes over here with those clothes because I feel like the fact that I split clothing costs is unfair since I don't have access to all her clothes. My ex said I've ruined countless clothes because I don't baby her and put a bib on. I let her be a kid. <laughs> oh, fucking. And she spends her own money on the clothes she likes for our daughter and I'm not entitled to clothes I haven't paid for. I told my ex she's being a bad parent by restricting clothing to only her home and our daughter will feel bad about it. My ex then said, if you want her to have the same clothes, I get you are welcome to purchase them yourself. And these updates were pretty much yearly, so we can probably expect another one next year about some other bullshit. <laughs> part of me's thinking, you know, it's got to be a troll, but part of me has read a lot of shit on here that's been real, and it's just like, oh my word. Can you imagine having to deal with that person as a co-parent? Automatically flagged himself as an arsehole in the very first two sentences. Holy shit, Batman. But <laughs> what do you guys make of this situation? Let me know your thoughts down in the comments below. Now, just a huge thank you from the bottom of my heart for getting involved in today's stories. Your love, your support, your time always means the absolute world to me. So thank you so much for being involved. Truly, you're absolutely amazing. And hopefully I will see you in the next one. Take care and much love. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.